friends, we're back. Welcome to the Print Your Games Podcast, the podcast about what's new and awesome in 3D printing for your gaming. I'm your host, Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Param, and I'm joined by... Kristen Sowards, also known as Seventh Mastery. Kristen, today's episode, when we get to the main topic, is one that has been asked for by several of our users. Alex and Andrew especially have been insisted on it, and we're happy to do it, but we had to do our research. We couldn't just do it immediately when we asked. We are going to be talking about... How safe is 3D printing? Are Does we it, uh, secretly trying to destroy the planet? Well, if we're stupid, maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But no. Um, I, I, I'll be on like, just to give you an upfront here, we're going to talk about the safety issues and stuff, but I do think that the safety issues of 3D printing have been overblown massively in uh, some communities as a way to sort of suppress 3D printing. You'll, see, you'll hear it a lot from the detractors of 3D printing or fans of a very certain game publisher. Game. Yeah, I might have yeah, run yeah. into that a little bit on the, on the yeah. TikToks. So uh, before we jump into that, let's talk about what you've been doing. Anything cool going on? Uh, anything that you've been working on right now? I have recently been working on a Elder Brain that was really cool. Um, uh, it was Ooh. from Cryptus Studios. It's really a neat model. Unfortunately, I didn't send you a picture of it, so I'm super sorry about that. Um, but it, that's been a pretty big project. Um, uh, the second thing I've been doing is, again, for supporting um, Paint September Teal, which is an, a, a ovarian cancer awareness thing. I've been doing a Monarch, Monarch Squad, which are kind of Eldar proxies. Uh, I kind of wanted to use them maybe for Kill Team or OPR Skirmish. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that I'm painting up teal. Um, it's fascinating because I used uh, a Games Workshop uh, Corax white, I want to say, on them. Oh. And it, it is taking the the paint very unusual ways, like because I did a zenithal, right? Mm-hmm. And so really bright highlights, but it gets very shiny if it gets too thick. And so mm-hmm. it can create some weird pooling. So I have like, despite pretty much the same technique, that zenithal variation has caused all the models to look very different. And so I'm probably going to have to do another coat or anything before they're they're ready for prime time and pictures. But um, that's from Fantastical Sculpts, by the way, which um, mm-hmm. has some very unique models. If you're just looking for something different and want to kind of switch it up, again, as proxies, or um, you know, if you're playing something like OPR where you can make your own art. Mm-hmm. Their Paladin stuff's really neat. Yeah, I, I, their Paladin stuff is very neat. And speaking of Paladins, I've been drooling over the new Heroes Infinite set. Uh, mm. Have you seen it? The Arthurian Legends set? I have, I have. Oh, it's very man. classic, which I was surprised. Like Normally they have a little more variation, but that was very very classic and we do expect that many of our users are going to have a lot of questions for us during this episode um if you do go and you're joining us live go ahead and type those in the chat we are more than happy to get to them and if you've got any links or suggestions do get those uh to us the chat filter might filter out links so sorry about that if it happens so you'll have to message those links to us and we'll uh, share them after the episode um and if you are Post fact, we will address any questions from any of our audio listeners or people watching this after the live episode um, in the comment, like in the next episode, we'll we'll address any questions we get. Uh, so do get those into us in, either in the comment section, emailing us over at podcast.printergames.com, or, you know, if you're in live chat right now, because we record live every Tuesday at 8.30 Eastern. So what have I been doing? Yes. yes. I have been organizing my paint collections. Uh, that sounds boring. But no, uh, I'm getting to ready to do an entire reshuffle of my paint area. I have seen what you're getting, and I'm so excited by it. I will talk about that when it comes in. But one of the things I've done in preparation for that is look what Monument Hobby sent me. Are those these are lids? These are lids for the Pro Acryl bottles. Okay. So Pro Acryl bottles. I like Pro Acryl paint. It's my favorite paint. And uh, but. It has this cool dropper lid, but sometimes they can get crusty on top. Uh-huh. It's yep. great because you can see what the color is. That's, That's why I don't mind it. Yeah. 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 And normally I wouldn't care, but it does make it just a little taller than your average bottle. So That's adorable, but that's concerning height. to you. My paint, well, especially my paint situation be, would horrify you. <laughs> well, especially since I'm going to be shoving them into a thing that has a limited height soon. Yeah. that I will talk about later when I have I, I, I don't know I can talk about now um, I'm ordering the uh, the Frontier Wargaming um, Paint Case 2.0 I bought one of these for my sister already and it's awesome so I'm, I uh, I love it 
and I'm going to use it here because I go to a lot of painting events and I go to a lot of people's houses to just, you know, do paint nights and being able to travel with my kit because uh, it would be great because right now I'm taking the stuff I want and putting it into a little plastic bin and then I'm coming home and then unpacking it and getting my stuff reorganized again. And when I'm painting, I want my stuff organized. Like all my paint is like completely organized, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet, indigo. So wait, you go color, not brand? Yeah. Well, no. Brands are separated, but then they are then colors. Okay. Sorted. Okay. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Looks like uh, C. Catlett in the chat, uh, 1984, had sent uh, some links to us for, for safety information. That's good. Awesome. Thank you. We'll get to those uh, after the episode, or I won't be able to review them in the middle of the episode. But thank you very much, and we'll review those and make it an addendum next episode. Were you um, showing the lid, the lid situation there for yes. a second? I was looking over at that, and I didn't see it, so, so show it again. So with the new lids, it makes them substantially shorter, okay, so and my snap- fingers substantially greener. Sure. <laughs> snap flaps, though, so that you can just dropper them out. Yeah, it's still a dropper bottle. Yeah, anyway. okay. But, yeah. So another reason why I like that, um, mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe somebody listening will, will hear this and it'll save them something. Mm-hmm. There is an alarming volume of space in that long tip on those Pro Acryl. And I have had, if I don't use that color enough, it dry out and get weird in there. Um, I do like the length of the tip for getting it on my palette. But um, it, it also, I feel like it's wasting a lot of paint. So, well, I mean, I will know, be. What's I'll that? be putting these in the bag. I won't yeah. be throwing them out in case I changed my mind and this was a terrible idea. But smart, smart. But these are the same lids that the Vallejo Metal Color use. Okay. And they do get very messy. But this is airbrush paint, so it's a lot more fluid. Yeah. Uh, see, Catlett says, I went with plastic cases for alcohol ink dropper bottles. Hold 77 each. Hmm. That is a cool idea. Uh, I've seen a few of those on Amazon and a few people going with those. But uh, that sounds sounds like a great choice i got some plastic coated um styrofoam paint mm-hmm. racks and they're really light and cheap and i like them so far but they don't work for citadel i mean and that's citadel fat pots are the bane of my existence for so many reasons yeah. when i'm not knocking them over they're getting stuck in my paint racks they have a, a is... one little like big row but it's just way too few yeah i only have one tiny drawer full of citadel paints that's where i tried to use them as my main paint for a little while and that didn't last don't you have like a little hex grid thing too that's for my contrast paints and the ones i like yeah i do have that that's great the little hex holders that citadel sells i put that up on my wall next to my paint uh, stuff it's like it's all right here directly to my right because i like to have my paint station near my editing computer so that when i have five minutes and you know i'm editing an episode and it's time for something to render turn around paint some boots on a soldier i get five minutes of paint time in every every few (laughs) minutes and then suddenly at the end of the day you got a great painted model there you go uh see catlet says i only like paints uh pots for washes or contrast paints i do agree contrast paints being in pots is actually a good thing and i kind of wish the uh the um, army painter stuff was in pots hmm. <laughs> it does make make it a lot easier with the army painter stuff to mix custom colors though which is great sure sure i also don't like um putting the either contrast paints or uh um speed paints on a wet palette I've noticed that that causes some weirdness for me. Yeah, I do keep a, a, a ceramic tile, um, the very dirty tile at this point. I need to clean it, but this is, I keep this by my uh, desk. This is a half ceramic tile. Go with the full Duncan Rhodes. <laughs> and speaking of the full Duncan Rhodes experience, we were talking about safety. Same. No, Duncan Rhodes has nothing to do with safety. But the topic of the day is is resin not resin is 3d how safe is 3d printing like what are the safety issues for 3d printing we're going to talk about safety issues for resin 3d printing because it has the most to talk about but we're also going to be talking about safety issues with fdm 3d printing and our experiences there and especially what not to do we're going to have that at the end we're going to talk about the things we've seen you really should never do the things Um, we've seen in safety videos which is we've been terribly researching concerning. Oh my gosh. We've been researching this episode and some of the stuff, some of y'all, some of y'all need some education. Ugh. Speaking of education, I'm not me. a chemist. I'm Neither not am a safety I. Officer. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not, no, I'm not the member of the FDA. I've got no special qualifications other than being an enthusiast in this hobby to talk about safety issues. Uh, so everything you're going to be hearing from me has been stuff from other sources, uh, sources that I will, 
uh, talk about during the episode and refer you to. Um, I will tell you a fantastic, right away, a fantastic video to watch that will summarize the resin stuff very well is Goober Town's uh, video on how resin 3D printing works. Uh, that is a wonderful half-hour video that talks and about he is a chemist. every. Yeah, he is a PhD chemist <laughs> and so, knows what he's talking about, yes, so that helps. Definitely recommend um, that video for sure. That's a wonderful video to watch, and and it will put a lot of your a lot of concerns to rest. But so let's get into it. Is what is is it safe to three D print at all? Is are we just having horrible death machines in our closets and garages? I I think that answer is entirely on how you treat them. All right, so. Let's start with the easy one, FDM, mm -hmm. FDM 3D printing. I know resin's the, 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 got the most hype on this topic, okay. but there are some safety concerns with FDM printing, and I think there we'll sure get through are. these faster. Probably. With FDM 3D printing, whenever you melt plastic for any reason, it will start to give off fumes. And yep. those fumes are bad for people uh, in general. There are various levels of toxicity to filaments. The most popular filament to use for hob air hobby is PLA, and it has an extremely low toxicity mm -hmm. and is generally considered not a safety concern to have that printer operating near you in your house. Uh, FDM 3D printing with PLA is pretty darn safe. Pretty darn so safe. So don't worry about it. I wouldn't, you know keep it in my bedroom next to my head while it was running all night. Sure. But uh, I have no problem with it in the hobby room at all. And there's a couple things you may or may not think of, you know, especially mm -hmm. like I know people that buy these for kids. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's great as long as the kid respects them. Right. But the hot end on that thing is going to get 190 it's... to 210 degrees Celsius. Is, yeah. And it's going to burn the hell out of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, these things, yeah, it's melt, it's melting plastic, and then putting it on a hot bed if you got a good one to yeah. make a cool toy. That right. plastic gets hot, that hot end gets hot, that bed is hot. It is a burn hazard. Also, we like to clean this stuff with alcohol. Don't store the alcohol directly next to the printer. Also, don't so, store anything flammable near the printer. <laughs> yeah, seriously, don't. Uh, and also. Some earlier printers used to have a problem called thermal runoff, which mm -hmm. is definitely something you need to be aware of, where basically it quit telling the hot end to stop being hot and it would just run away and get super hot and catch fire. Mm -hmm. um, and in some extreme situations that has caused a house fire, this is not a major problem with more modern uh, 3D printers that have safety measures in place to stop that from happening and are built to better quality. But definitely with earlier, older 3D printers, especially DIY stuff, you want to be careful with that. And so, like, you know, keep it away in the area, away from wood or burnable things. I keep my printer on a ceramic slab mm -hmm. so that, you know, if it catches fire, it's cookie oh well. Poor, poor printer. Yeah. Usually. Which is not going to happen, but, you know, uh, and I don't store any flammable stuff near it. So with FDM 3D printing, filament-based 3D printing, uh, PLA is pretty safe. Mm -hmm. But then from then on up with like ABS is not safe, not safe yeah. at all. You do not want to be in the same room with something printing uh, ABS. Nylon is super toxic. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm going to hate on nylon. I hate printing in nylon. I hate anytime I try to print in nylon. It is a disaster. I get a molten, lumpy piece of nonsense. I do not like printing in nylon. I know some people love it because it is like super heat resistant and flexible and a great thing to have. And there's lots of reasons you would want to. I'm just yep. not a fan myself. Yep. Um, and so I just stick with PLA and uh, PETG is another one that is fairly safe to print with. Um, and it does, it's like all the good stuff that ABS has with much less of the downsides, but you do have to have like a pretty hot printer. Like that requires a printer that can print very hot. And so, and also it loves to meld itself to the build plate permanently, especially yep. glass beds. So yep. be careful with that. Um, other um, than that, uh, basic safeties with electronics. Sure, okay. A couple others. Um, if you are not paying attention and it is <coughs> finishing an area of the print, the hothead's going to move fast and mm -hmm. um, no loose clothing, no jewelry. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, if you're not paying attention, you can get pinched. You can actually get Ouch. pinned and pinched or caught in the runners and that mm -hmm. can hurt and hurt you. So just yeah. watch it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's machine, respect it. 
I guess, mm-hmm. you know, that that was something. And then if, if you're one of these modders, and I love you all, who all you people who swap out every original piece on the thing, just make sure you're insulating your electrical stuff. Um, most of these frames are metal, and they can conduct from even a minor electrical uh, breach where the system suddenly is bleeding out. First off, it's going to screw up your print. It's going to screw up your printer. And it's going to short it, out your main board, too. Yeah, That's gonna suck. and... and and it could shock you. So, like, yeah. just in general, just be really careful if you're doing anything uh, on your electrical wiring. Right. Um, it's, a, it's an electronic piece of machine that gets hot. There are some ways to be. There are some safety things you can consider. Yep. You can get enclosures that That's have ventilation. Thinking. Absolutely. That's a great way to deal with. Hey, I need to print in. Like ABS has some properties that people love. Like, there's a reason people love to print in ABS. Um, it does alcohol smoothing as an option. That is also an extremely dangerous thing to do. But that is a thing that can be done with ABS. And um, so having an enclosure is a way to deal with the fume aspect of it, mm-hmm. especially if the contr- enclosure is also a fire protective enclosure so that if there is thermal runoff or other issues, then it's all contained within the box that the printer's in. Trying to think if there's anything else that jumps out at me here. See, C Catlett says enclosure also helps you to get the printer up to temp and from yes. nylon. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. Yeah. And as and speaking can, of getting and up you to get temp, filters, your um your your hot plate can get hot enough to scald you usually too. Mm-hmm. It, it's not gonna probably like blister you usually, mm-hmm. but it can get hot enough to scald you. So what we're saying there is even even those safety concerns this shouldn't scare you. Even if you need to print in ABS or nylon, this shouldn't scare you. You just need to treat it like a like any like you're careful with tools. Your yep. 3D printer is a tool. It's a so, hot yeah. machine that yeah. bleeds off fumes sometimes. So there's just basic safety concerns to deal with, and and as long as you are aware of them and treat it with respect, you'll be okay. And that also applies to resin 3D printing. The one, the big boogeyman in the room. Ooh, resin. It's dun, toxic. Dun, dun, dun. It's toxic. I mean, it is. It is toxic. Yeah, a little bit. So the thing about resin is you don't usually have to worry about the fire heat issues. The resin printers don't really have much of that problem going on with them. They don't get super hot because heat is not an element of it. It is all about using UV light onto a reactive material to solidify it. And that is, it's just any sort of UV resin. UV resin is something that has been in the hobby for ages and ages and ages. Um, it is something you have to treat with respect, but it is a, it is not an inherently dangerous thing. It is, I like to say that it's no more, it's no different than handling bleach to clean your bathroom. You have to treat the bleach with respect. You need to treat the resin with respect. It is any other household chemical that has a safety concern or it's it's just the same. Honestly, the stuff we use to clean the prints concerns me more of on the safety level than the actual resin itself. Like the methylated spirits and the acetone, that worries me more than the resin I'm using. Well, and even alcohol um, can actually interact with the resin to break mm-hmm. it down and make it so that it is more permeable and can get into your body and cause more irritation. So yeah. actually, it, uncured resin during the alcohol cleaning phase is actually slightly more dangerous than it is in the tank. <laughs> and we're talking about slightly. So slightly. we say it's toxic. What does the toxic mean? Let's actually talk about the, the things. Now, first, again, not chemist, not any special safety person. Not health specialists. We, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. We're just enthusiasts that have educated ourselves as best we could from experts and data sheets and, and safety manuals and really bad YouTube videos and really good YouTube videos. Um, so the how is the resin toxic? Well, it is extremely poisonous to drink. Do not drink the resin. You will have a bad day. Um, you might be your last day. It's yeah. it's not great. It like if if in and for that reason you need to keep it away from children and pets. Pets. Um. In my, in my experience, pets want nothing to do with it. Generally true. Yeah, but but do be careful. Like don't make it around the pets. My um, biggest uh, experience with pets is sometimes they become interested in the motion of the printer, um, like particularly cats. Um, but usually the smell is enough that they're like hell no. Mm-hmm. But right, yeah, right. It is a mild. Besides that, um, PJ's here. Hey, BJ. She nice was planning on you. drinking it. I'm sure, BJ. Yeah. yeah I really I mean, believe it's, you. It is tempting because, like, have, have you seen the mint green? 
it looks like it's it does supposed to like be food. It's your forbidden it's not milkshake. Food. Forbidden yeah, milkshake. do not drink the forbidden milkshake. Uh, it Sorry. is poisonous. That is the biggest safety concern with the resin. Do not ingest the resin. The other issue is you don't want to get it into your eyes no. or any cuts you have. Uh, that That's bad. Um, I not have as got bad it as drinking eyes, it. For sure. I have gotten it in my eyes before. It burned and it was terrible and, and it was not nine great. Nine times worse once you go outside because then it cures. <laughs> In your eye. Oh, yeah. That is the other one, is if you get resin on you, uh, it is an irritant. It is a skin irritant. It can produce an allergic reaction. So some, so d different people will have different severities of reaction if it gets on your skin, the liquid resin. It is not usually a horrible thing, but you do not want to get the resin on your skin, the liquid resin on your skin. So always wear uh, neoprene gloves when you're handling the resin. Not latex gloves. The resin actually will pass through latex. So use neoprene gloves with natural. your printer when you're handling the resin. Natural. Not, natural. That's the one. Yeah. Not neoprene. The naturals. Natural. Uh, if what, it do you does... get it on you, BJ? BJ Henley asks, what do we do if it gets on you? You get it off. Uh, you, you, you wash it. soap mm -hmm. and, and water. You do not use your alcohol at all Don't again we talked about why that will it'll make it worse more penetrating so yeah you, you wash it and quite frankly if you can take a shower because you might have got it somewhere else very quickly i've never gone as severe as the shower uh i always do wash like i do the doctor scrub at, I, and honestly oh, yeah. I, I wash my hands after i handle resin anyway just as a safety precaution Absolutely. i just like go to the elbows with i go to my sink i put a little bit of dawn dishwashing liquid on my hands and i scrub up to my elbows and rinse it off um how long do you wash your hands if you get on you don't it doesn't take long it's like literally nothing to get it off. it's of almost you. like we had some other event recently that taught us we should wash our hands for about 20 seconds it's you know <laughs> see I, that was perfect because i had gotten into doing the, the, the lots of washing my hands like four or five times a day and then COVID hit and we were good <laughs> honestly it's just a quick wash it takes no time to get this stuff off you with the soap and if it gets on you like don't panic just like oh the resin's on me go to the sink and wash yeah i have done more damage overreacting when i got a spill mm -hmm. on it um and then knocked it over like knocked the, the bottle over or whatever and created mm -hmm. a bigger spill so just Stay calm. Get uh, yourself I, in there to clean up, and yeah, yeah don't don't freak out because that I, you're gonna do more damage probably. Yeah, and I and I will recommend like glasses or safety glasses because I did get it in my eye once from a splash, and it was terrible, and it burned, and we were able to wash it out. Um, but if that does happen, you may need to seek medical. Like if it gets worse and worse, like you know, that might be a hospital visit. Yeah, if it if it hurts for more than a little bit, or you get it yeah. like. James says here he got a trace amount in his mouth. Um, oh my gosh! No, I've never gotten it in my mouth before. I have once, oh, and, and oh. it tastes very bad. But um, I am glad it tastes very bad. So oh I'm the gosh. control. Uh, you no, know, you're the control. I'm the experiment. So if I die first from using resin, it's because I'm less safe than Param. So we can kind of do, <laughs> do a live experiment. I, the worst I've ever gotten <laughs> was I had the the situation where I forgot to screw down the the vat. And then the print pulled the vat all the way up full of resin because I had just topped it off. Oh, dear. And then I was reached over to grab it and it fell and splashed my entire arm. And so, I had resin all, all down my arm. And like I had my glove on, but that didn't matter because I oh, didn't yeah. have a glove down to here. And so I was like, oh, no. And I had the situation where the resin was getting everywhere and I had uh -huh. to hold on to it for a little bit longer. So I had to stay on my arm for a little bit while I waited for somebody to come and get help me. And then I went to wash it off and I was fine. So I had a similar one where I was mm -hmm. moving because I've been moving to set up a new mm -hmm. studio upstairs and I was moving my printer. But when I had taken mm -hmm. my last print off, I had just slid the, the, the plate back on without tightening it. Oh no. So oh, no, my oh no, oh no, cautionary oh no. tale to everybody. Tighten your plate when you put it back on yeah. immediately because it slid yeah. off, dropped into mm -hmm. the tank from the full height mm -hmm. to the thing. I'm just glad it didn't shatter any glass, frankly, because I have seen that happen, especially if there's a print mm -hmm. still. But right. it didn't, but it did. Half full resin tank completely mm -hmm. spilled over. I had to stop it from getting in the grooves where it was going to go down and get on internal stuff. And mm -hmm. it, it went over. Fortunately, this was on a cookie sheet again. So it rolled over. There were rims. And it was a big honking mess to clean up and, and mm -hmm. very 
probably you know nerve-wracking but the the worst part of the spill isn't that it got on you it's that you have to clean up afterwards because gosh yes it is washing my hands a quick in that one case yeah a quick shower um because it got all over uh it's that's all you need um now then again here's the other kicker just because we were able to do that and wash your hands doesn't mean that you should don't worry about it at all and not wear your gloves. The one trick with resin is that your resistance to the resin skin contact deteriorates over time. It yeah, builds a lot of allergens up. are like that. Yeah. Your allergy will get worse and worse and worse the more exposure you get. So do not do it on purpose. Um, and some people will just have a naturally bad allergic reaction right away and break out on their skin if they touch it at all. I've seen that. And I've seen some people that are super resistant to it and they, they don't wear gloves at all. Do not be that person because do that not. is a bad time waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, do... Uh, if, if you're sensitive to the fumes, you might want to wear a mask. Uh, make, definitely work in a ventilated area or use a filter. Um, uh, so you do want to use a filter or uh, basically the, the air, the VOCs, um, the, the, uh, the fumes are an irritant and an allergen as well. Uh, not a humongous safety concern there, but you know, wear a mask uh, or have a filter or have it well ventilated. I treat it like airbrushing um, where I, I make sure I'm exposed to that as little as possible. And this is why you don't want a resin 3D printer in like a bedroom or anything. Now, I will say that once I got my little charcoal filters, activated charcoal filters, uh, I'm using the Elegoo the little portable ones. I just started using them too. Yeah, they're really they good. are wonderful. Like it uh, just sucks that stuff up. While how it's long did your charge last on those? I was just curious. I usually last all night. So okay. it comes with a two pack. I have one on charge and one in the printer and I'll swap them whenever I do a print. Oh, you don't put them both in there. Yeah, this is activated charcoal filter. That is is what is I'm using Catlet. Um, and no, I don't put both of them in there. I swap, I swap them and it works fine. And like you, it is noticeable. The room smells super air fresh when you're in there, when the, when the filter's running and that's like a $30 investment. I would recommend anybody do. I kind of feel like I'm going to knock it over into the tank sometimes. I've done that. I've done that. Don't worry about that. Oh no. I've also had it a little too close to the print gantry and it like came down and like grinded the, the gears of my machine (laughs) once. That was not great. I uh, Um, will also throw out really quick while we're on the subject you do get two extra filters so yeah you do get some extra and you can order new filters or you could just go get some activated charcoal and fill the thing up it is literally just a hollow tube with activated charcoal in but it looks (coughs) it looks super great and modern printers the the mars 3 the saturn 2 they have built in like places for the filters to go or even built-in filters uh, those printers are super great uh, for if you're concerned with the fumes aspect of it. And basically, as long as you treat this resin with a little bit of basic safety and respect, don't drink it, try not to get in your eyes, wash your freaking hands, uh, the resin is mostly fine. It's a mild irritant and a super poison for drinking, but that's it. Yeah. BJ uh, says, uh, so how do you how have do you these, even... even have them safely in your house? I, I actually have a designated room for it, and that mm-hmm. room set stays shut. Mm-hmm. So if you have if you have a room that is not very used very well and has good ventilation, like a mud room or your garage, those are perfect places for the printer. Or you can if you have a room that's a little bit more active, don't make it a bedroom or your main living quarters, but like your office or a crafting room, definitely go with the filters. Put it on a silicon mat. And if you can put it in an enclosure and vent it and vent it out. But as long as that that's mostly safe, as long as you're doing the filters or the ventilation um, to have uh, again, don't put it in a room that you're going to spend like all of your time in uh, like a bedroom. You definitely not. I wouldn't sleep next to a resin printer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Grow tent is a great way. There's lots of like super cheap enclosures. You can throw this printer in and it's fine. Like throw it in an enclosure and have a filter. Like just throw the filter in the natural printer's enclosure and you're usually fine. Um, the uh, like that's like you can have it in a house without super without too much concern as long as you treat it safely. Again, like treat it like the resin, like bleach, you know, with similar safety concerns, uh, and you'll be a good long way towards under uh, using it with respect and safety. Yeah, so always filter. use gloves. I've been using. I have a window in that room. The one thing mm-hmm. I always try to remind myself, and it's so easy to forget, is if you're getting your prints out or whatever, either make sure blinds are down or 
or uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... make sure it's nighttime because all it takes yeah. is a few seconds of sunlight to give you a big rippling hard yeah a little film on top of your printer. Thing, that's, yeah. that's not great. Uh, it's not the end of the world. Just pick that thing up and, and throw it away. Um, but, so I always use gloves when you're handling the prints and the resin. Uh, once the print is solid and washed and cured, it is it is it is benign. Yeah, I think that's something uh, to no... point out. The uncured mm -hmm. resin is is the big issue. Yeah, the 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 model when it's done is fine. It's the only safety concern is the liquid form. Uh, don't drink it, and it's going to have an allergic reaction on your skin if you let it contact your bare skin. So, so use gloves. One of the parts that I've noticed that I have the biggest mm -hmm. danger during. Mm -hmm. is I've uh, printed it off, I've got mm -hmm. my alcohol bath, right. and I'm getting ready to um, deal with the supports. So the supports mm -hmm. will perforate your gloves if you're not careful, right? and they can perforate your skin and get resin right into you. So like mm -hmm. that can be irritating as hell, so like be careful mm -hmm. with that. Also, uh, if you're peeling that back, um, we talked about diluted alcohol resin being more mm -hmm. a little more penetrating through your, your skin. Um, you gotta be careful, like if, if, if you're bending it off, there's sometimes uncured resin and fluid on the 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 raft mm -hmm. and it can snap back and that's how i got in my eye yeah that's how i got in my eye that's alcohol yeah. and diffused uh, resin into my eye and that yeah. was a bad scene yeah it is exactly how i got mine in my eye too uh so that's and since then i've started making sure i'm wearing glasses or safety right, glasses right, when i'm handling the resin super smart and i i probably should be more I yeah. removed the supports before curing. Yes, James, because otherwise you, you ruin the print. So how I handle it uh, for the most safety. And in fact, I've developed a procedure right now to where I can, I will put on fresh gloves before I do a print clean and those gloves will be spotless when I'm done. See you, BJ. Yeah. So what I do is I have a wash and cure machine that is designed, that is sized for my printer. So I have a lot of matching. Uh, I got the Mars Mercury X bundle for my Saturn. And so what I do is I, when I'm done with my print, I take the print bed and all and put it into the wash machine because it's designed to do that. Yeah. I run I do the not wash. I this luxury currently. That, that it, sounds like it would be good. I will, Sorry, talk, go ahead. I will talk to what I did before I got this thing too, but I put it in there. It washes my print entirely, super clean. I pull it out. There's no cured resin on my rafts. It's it's all clean. I then take it off the plate. I have one of those little mag plates, so I just pull the mag plate off. It flexes right off. Everything comes detached immediately and throw it immediately into my bin of warm water that I got from the tap. Um, I have a little tub that's dedicated to the resin machine. Like this little bowl never gets used for anything else. Like any, as soon as you use, use something with the printer in resin, just assume it's never going back it's, to the kitchen. It's contaminated. Yeah. You need to just yeah. handle it. Like it's if part you, of, if you need to, you can clean it in alcohol and all that jazz, but I just, just don't want to bother. Yeah, with Yeah. I wouldn't, I would just designate it as this now belongs to this. So I just get some hot water from the tap. And then I put my print in there. This softens the resin a little bit and lets me peel the supports off effortlessly. And I get perfectly awesome little prints. I put those onto a little paper towel to wick off any of the water. Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually the water is harder to wick off than the alcohol because the alcohol evaporates so fast. Yep. 100%. I use I use denatured alcohol to wash my prints. I used to use acetone, but that's not compatible with the uh, washing cure machines. Denatured alcohol is pretty much as strong as you want to go with those. Gotcha. Um, and then I put it into the cure machine, but if you just have a cure chamber, it's the same thing. Yep. And then once it's done there, you can handle it with bare skin. I mean, yep. uh, honestly, once it was done with the wash, you can handle it with bare skin, but you want to be careful. So don't yet. And I would say definitely uh, back to the warm water support trick. Um, mm -hmm. if you're not doing that, your supports become incredibly brittle after they're cured. Right? More snappy problems. Yeah, more, more snappy, problems. more pen you know, piercing. Mm -hmm. And um, here's, a, here's a dumb one, but like when you're mm -hmm. popping those off, be careful because little pieces will flip off. Mm -hmm. They then land on the ground. And if you're not careful, like you're using a carpeted room mm -hmm. and that hits, gets cured by the sunlight later through the window or whatever, mm -hmm. now you've got this perfectly cured resin piece or worse, possibly semi-cured that has some uncured resin on it. And that thing will go right into your foot. <laughs> do be careful to make sure you clean your, your station and don't have little resin shards. Yeah, because uh, they will yeah. just snap off and shoot everywhere if you and once careful. i'm once i'm done with that i take the little towel 
and I wrap all my little, like I always put a fresh paper towel down when I'm working and I put all my resin bits, like my, 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 uh, my sprue bits, my supports there. I wrap all of the stuff and all the dirty stuff. I've, I wash my little scraper. If I use the scraper, uh, in the alcohol bath and then, and then wipe it clean with the paper towel. I wrap it all up in the paper towel into a tight little ball. I hold it in my gloved hand, pull mm-hmm. the glove over the paper towel, yep. grab it with my other gloved hand, pull that glove over the first glove and I have a nice little bundled safe little thing to toss in the trash yep. um, and no and at no point in time did resin get anywhere close to me <laughs> yeah I, I would because my curing station washing station mm-hmm. is not as sophisticated as yours and I've <laughs> noticed that occasionally I'll still have a little bit of resin residue get it into my water mm-hmm. and that is concerning because of course it's still <coughs> uncured so this is an admonition to people who are listening if you're in a situation where you don't have a sophisticated setup that you make mm-hmm. sure that that water mm-hmm. gets exposed to UV light either yeah. from, from mm-hmm. a cure or from the sun so mm-hmm. that that can become solid particulate and not be dangerous entering your right. your, your pipes or into the water mm-hmm. supply or getting in a pet. Yeah. Yikes. And now we're entering the actual safety issues with any sort of 3D printing, specifically resin, is that is the that's the rough stuff is the wash liquid is actually where things get a little bit tricky. Yeah. Um, do not pour that down the drain. Do not do that. You are no. ruining the environment around you. You are poisoning your groundwater. You're doing all sorts of terrible crap. Do not do that. You also might destroy your plumbing. <laughs> yeah. Also probably kill your septic tank. Um, don't do that. Do not do that. Um, so what you do with the wash water is um, if you're lucky, you can, you can semi-filter it and reuse it. But what I do is I take my wash water that I, when it's when it's too dirty to keep washing prints with. This is water, uh, not alcohol. Just to be clear. Is, oh, sorry. I'm talking about the alcohol. Okay. You keep saying yeah. water. So I just wanted to make sorry. sure we're talking about that. Wash water, same thing. But actually, my wash water usually doesn't even get, like, my washes. If, if I've noticed something cloudy, that's my cue that it's time to change the alcohol. Correct. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. it's usually not as bad. But go on. Sorry. You're... Talk about so your there's alcohol. two ways I've handled it in the past. Uh, I have a big old jug of contaminated alcohol. It's got uncured resin floating in it from cleaning all these prints. I ha- so what I went and do is I bought a turkey pan from my local uh, grocery store mm-hmm. for a dollar. <laughs> okay, it's a giant metal pan. Yep. I pour the alcohol very carefully into the pan, set that out into the sun. What will yep. then happen is the alcohol evaporates. Yep. The resin gets cured by the sunlight and becomes inert. Sheet <laughs> yeah, it becomes a sheet of plastic or like a gooey thing, the gooeyness. That then gets put in a trash bag and tossed away. Yep. I have to do that about once a month if I'm printing a ton or once every other month if I'm being real lazy with printing. If you're lucky and catch it early enough, uh, the other thing I've done successfully is I pour it into a gallon jug. A, a clear gallon jug, like a milk jug that's been washed out. Mm-hmm. I set that jug outside. The sun cures the resin particles and it becomes dust that settles at the bottom. I right. carefully siphon the top off. Reuse that's alcohol. reusable alcohol. Yeah. yeah, And I can use that again a few more I have times. I tried to do that and I think maybe about <laughs> one in three times do I get a substantial amount mm-hmm. of alcohol back. Usually it's yeah. just a hot mess. And then you throw the rest away. Yeah. Uh, it's just fine at that point. Let the alcohol evaporate off, throw the jug away. Um, and you can, I've got about 50-50 chance. It's all about how long you waited. If you, if you're, if you're early enough to where you don't get your, your gunk super full of uncured resin, it works fine. But the second that I let it go a little too long, I'm just going to end up with a jug full of goo. Yeah. it's super- And if I get a jug full of goo, open the top, let the alcohol evaporate off of it during the day and then throw the jug away. Yeah. Because once the sun has cured it, it's inert, it's safe. Uh, again, uh, these containers, if they're kitchen containers, need to be probably marked and and just still considered not con- kitchen things anymore. Yeah, well, this is like an empty jug of milk. Well, I'm just saying. I'm, like, I'm not going to use that again. Sometimes, like, uh, you know, I made the mistake once of using, um, we got some storage bins, like, they're from mm-hmm. restaurant supply store. Speaking of which, the restaurant supply store is your best friend if you're just looking for random stuff for tools and and tongs and stuff. But anyway, um, some of those bins got contaminated and we also used some for food. So I'm like, okay, I need to make sure (laughs) these are marked or thrown away. All right. right. Any other major safety tips for these? Um, 
put a mat down under your printer is a good safety tip. Yeah. Like I yep. use silicone mats. You use baking trays. Both are awesome options. Basically, Basically anything non-porous is what we yeah. would probably suggest. Yeah. And a uh, reason I use silicone is it's super easy to clean. I can throw that mat out into the sun, and then all the then I can just wash it with alcohol, and it's good to go. Yeah, I'll probably be moving to those shortly mm -hmm. because I've seen a lot of really good techniques with it <laughs> and things that you can do with them for, for other crafting projects. So, right. um, um, are we going to talk want... about horrible oh. things we saw? <laughs> Getting a an, another safety tip is get a little get some silicone tongs. Yeah. So that you can use that to get the minis in and out of the alcohol or acetone without reaching in with your gloves. That reduces contact and chances that you're going to get any bad things on you the tongs are wonderful if i'm using tongs i almost never get resin even on the gloves and i can reuse the gloves yeah i think your mag plate's a great idea to just make things a little i don't safer. know that i'm gonna recommend mag plates no like I, I i i use one sometimes it's wonderful sometimes it sucks i i don't know that it's a great solution i mm. I, I know some people love it and some people uh i got one to install like it, it. But I uh -huh. wanted another build plate. So I ordered another build plate for Elegu for my Saturn. And mm -hmm. I still haven't got it. It's been three months. I would write Elegu. That's unusual for them. So, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um, C. Catlett 84 says uh, Silicon Spatula. Great this is choice. what I was going to talk about. Um, because <laughs> I, what, where do you store that? What do you do with the spatulas oh, and stuff? Well, I, store, what, I clean them I and keep hear. them next to the printer. I clean them and keep them right next to the printer on the metal tray like on, on the your, silicone on mat. Your, okay, yeah. so you just leave them outlying about because that was one of the problems I've run into is I'm like I'm clumsy and I knock mm -hmm. over things and stuff. I think I need some sort of like rack or something, mm -hmm. and I haven't found the ideal mm -hmm. tool holder for my resin printing station. Mm -hmm. I want one. So if anybody hears and has a great uh, solution, you know, I, I think of like a lot of the store fixtures and plexi fixtures that I used to use mm -hmm. when I was in a retail job. And I, I think there's got to be something like that. See, Catlet says lock and lock plastic container that it's in. It's okay. a good choice. That's what I keep my uh, tool, like my Allen wrenches and spare screen protectors and things in as a, you know, in a locking Tupperware container. The kind for celery. Okay. Ooh. I, like that. I mean, that's about the right dimensions. I can see that. Oh, the other resin hazard we hinted at. The One of the worst things that can happen with resin is if you get it on your skin and don't notice it and then go out into the sunlight because then it has a thermic reaction and will burn you. Yeah. And if you ever see like real horror story pictures, like there's one that goes around like this dude that's like I spilled resin all over my leg and it, you can see his legs like covered in burn marks. What happened is the, the dude spilled resin on his leg, left it there for hours because they and then went out into the sun and the resin cured while it was still on his leg. And that and was bad time. Possibly semi-permeated and that would yeah. be bad, bad thing. That yeah. That's not great. That's why I always wash my hands immediately after I handle the, even if I didn't get anything on me, just, you know, it's never a bad idea to wash your hands at any time of day anyway. So like, I'm just washing my hands today. It's true. It's true. And you know, your skin as that gets in there, you, your skin is actually translucent for several layers. And so even if it's permeating in there, you can get like some curing going on in. Yeah, it's bad. Don't, don't do it. Oh, now is the fun topic. What not to do? The horror stories we've seen researching this topic. Yes. Um, I'll say the first one is an easy one. Uh, okay. I won't name names, but somebody insisting that they never wear gloves while working with resin. They just stick their whole hand in the vat. It's oh. not a problem. That is terrible even if you are lucky enough that you have a strong resistance to the resin that's going to degrade every single time you touch it yeah yeah and you're gonna get into your nail beds and stuff like there's there's mm -hmm. some sensitive areas that are going to be a lot worse to get it under there no 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 always wear gloves when you're working with resin just as a safety precaution Absolutely. straight up always wear gloves you don't want this stuff on your skin um and like if it gets on your skin accidentally uh, don't panic about it just go calmly go wash it off but that's not an excuse to do it on purpose yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna throw out as a follow-up to that um check your resin if you have a substantial reservoir of resin remaining you have a spatula or whatever check it for especially if you're not 100 percent. i mean 100 percent sure your print was entirely successful because you're going to get a couple things that happen if if like a partial fail or piece falls off or whatever um you're going to have the possibility of your bed driving that piece through your fep into your glass screen 
right. which is going to perforate it, spill resin, and destroy your printer probably. That's the, um, that's the part that sucks the most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that last one sucks, but it's it's also you know going to cause all these other hazards we've been talking about. Um, and uh, you, then you also have to make sure you're, you're doing the right thing. I saw, again, not naming names, <laughs> mm-hmm. someone who recommended using a business card to stir their resin vat. And business cards are, you know, they have printed chemicals on them that could possibly interact with their resin. It's a porous substance, so that, that thing better be going into a cure station or whatever, or out in the sun, right. and then thrown away carefully, because that thing is going to be dangerous. And they were recommending this in a safety video. <laughs> what I used to stir my lit resin, they're just those, like, you can get 20 for, like, $7 plastic spatulas. Uh-huh. They usually, they probably gave you one with your printer. You can actually order those by bulk for super cheap. I ordered a bulk pack. And I just use it to stir my resin and check for boogers on my FEP between prints. And it's super, or you can get one made of silicone if you want one that's even better for this. Yeah, that's probably what I would, I, I need to upgrade to, because right now I'm using the plastic one that came with one of my Anycubics. Mm-hmm. And it's it's got a curve on it that I really don't like. It doesn't actually get everywhere. David says, wear gloves, wash hands, and still feel like I can taste it. Uh, yeah, I definitely feel like sometimes if, I, if I've been oh. around it for a long time. If I have a spot that I missed, I will get a taste in my mouth. And then I know when I feel that, I know I missed a spot. Yeah. Now, don't rely on taste in your mouths. Wash up and everything. But, like, I got one a spot on my leg once when I was wearing shorts. And I didn't notice it, but I felt the taste a few minutes later. And then I was like, okay, I got to find it. It's on me somewhere. That point is when I go to the shower. As soon as I'm like, I have resin somewhere on me and I don't know where it is. Mm -hmm. That's when I go. Clothes go in the laundry machine. I go to the shower. (laughs) Mm-hmm. because i i'm not gonna suss out where that is i'm just gonna it's just gonna get worse i'm gonna be eating it or something or in my face right. or eye or nose. yeah um i've seen several people say they pour their alcohol down the drain no that is a terrible advice even if it wasn't resin alcohol it was just normal alcohol don't pour normal alcohol down your drain um but resin definitely don't do that you're 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 doing tons and tons of bad stuff to you do not do that um oh my gosh what else what else what else what's some other horror stories you've seen um using a kitchen baster to move resin is recommended by a lot of people but okay. it it's an entirely coated thing with liquid uncured resin inside of it that then becomes a source right. of potential contamination so i would just be very very careful with a pipette uh, mm-hmm. I'd probably recommend something that you could then alcohol clean very well. I use a one of those big giant plastic syringes for this purpose. It's dedicated uh-huh. to this purpose. It doesn't get used for anything else. It's dedicated printer material. And what I do with that is I use that to pull the resin out because that's safer than trying to hand pour it. Um, yeah. And then I immediately go over to my alcohol tank and put, suck in and out a bunch of alcohol yeah. through it to, to clean it. Yeah, I see Catalyst for recommending the same thing. Uh, I've got about a that 500 milliliter the... one. It's it's a big chunky boy. That's a big chunky boy. Um, let's see. I would also recommend, this is a weird but small one that I, I saw mm-hmm. people using um, really thick wraps on some of their stuff and talking about like, oh, it'll keep everything together. And I actually think that'll usually cause them to snap and spatter more. I'd so, I use thick wraps uh, too, but I don't know that, like, as long as you're aware of that, you're going to have snap and spatter. Do you bevel or angle I do the bevel. edges? So bevel it's the edges. easier to get under that lip. Yeah. Yeah. I find that's easier to pop up too. Um, my my Saturn can be a little finicky if I if I do like a sharp edge mm-hmm. sometimes and cause fails if I've gotten something else wrong it's one of the mm-hmm. kind of contributing factors but I still would generally do it. I've seen an uncomfortable amount of people say they keep the resin printer in the bedroom. Like I don't I, I'm definitely not one of the people that say you should freak out and worry about like having this thing in your house. Bedroom is probably not the place. Like the no. only worse option would be nursery. Right. Like bathroom is a better choice. Uh, reusing gloves, I have seen. How? I've just, reused them occasionally, but only when I know I didn't get anything on it. Yeah, like, I, maybe from, like, alcohol clean to uh, to support pull-off, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just reusing them from, like, multiple prints I've seen mm-hmm. in videos. And I'm just like, how do you do that? Now, if you do want to reuse gloves, you can actually get some, like, lab gloves. Like, big old shoulder-length thick boys. 
uh, that's definitely safer. But but you are committing to cleaning those now yeah. as part of your process is now clean your gloves. Disposable nitro for the win. Yeah. Well, um, do not store your cleaning supplies near flammable things or things that are likely to catch fire. Like never near the fireplace. Um, one of the things I do recommend having is just a little squirt bottle that you fill with alcohol, which, by the way, that's going to make a very flammable thing when you squirt it. Yes. It's great for cleaning things. So, but do be aware. Do not smoke while you are working with the Don't resin. Shoot your hot end with it. Do not <laughs> yeah, shoot your hot end. Yeah, do not use this. On the, the, yeah. But for resin printing, having a squirt bottle filled with alcohol is a great thing. But also keep in mind, with your alcohol and your cleaning stuff, keep that in a place that is not going to be a fire hazard. Like, keep it on the metal tray. Do, like, keep it near brick, not wood. Like, the, the thing that the, the alcohol itself is probably more of a danger than the resin itself. Okay, any, anything else? Any last tips? Any, any last things for our audience? Double checking. I think we we've hit most of the ones I had. If you do, um, I do, will say you wash your tools, especially. But uh, you know, just use that squirt bottle of alcohol to wash your tools off between things, and 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 also remember that anything you use on the printer is contaminated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, C uh, Catlet, for this one. I meant meant to bring this up. It, for all of the resins and the alcohols and every chemical, you can look up the ILM-SDS, which is the safety sheet that talks about the safety concerns for the chemicals involved. All of the resins will have one of all the reputable resins will have these available. Uh, usually you can just find it on their website. Just search for SDS brand name of resin. Even my really cheap sketchy resin. One, so. <laughs> yeah. This is another reason that I'm going to like, I don't like using uh, cheap sketchy resins because I want to be able to trust that the SDS sheet is, is semi accurate. Yeah. I will say my any cubic, uh, tenacious mix right now is printing just so beautifully. And I, I it was a splurge, but it's so nice. Elugu plus tenacious, any cubic trust tenacious, heck even Soriatech, uh, ABS like with Soriatech tenacious. Right. (laughs) is, is so wonderful to print with. I don't know why anybody would want to like, struggle through the the cheap stuff james is calling out the msds stands for material safety data sheet yep. yeah thank you james if you're, uh, if you're do dealing with that inspections yeah. you'll you'll need to know where that is for instance all right if you have any questions feel free to email us at podcast at or throw it in the comment section we definitely want to address them um there's some great videos uh the Goobertown video is probably the, the definitive one for uh resin and i would look at the uncle jesse videos for fdm safety so those are two great channels to talk about this yep. all right uh anything to shout out to Kristen? Uh, you know, I said it kind of beginning of the episode, but just as a reminder, September is the uh, sub- Paint September Teal uh, awareness thing. So if you're on social media and you want to post hashtag Paint September Teal, if you're doing a mini and painting it up, uh, to drive uh, awareness of ovarian cancer as uh, you know a thing that people don't really have a lot of education about. So until next time, I'm Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Param. I'm Kristen Sowards, also known as Seventh Mastery. Don't forget to use your screen protector. And we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.